check the weather app, activate my base shield, order a pizza, and save a galaxy on the brink of war as forces vie for control of the Alpha and Beta Quadrants. Download Star Trek Fleet Command today. Join millions of players and forge alliances, defeat your enemies, and build an epic fleet to dominate the galaxy. Download Star Trek Fleet Command free on the App Store or Google Play. Star Trek Fleet Command. You have the con. In the last hour on Adelaide's 5AA. 76-year-old man from regional South Australia passed away last night from COVID-19. The man acquired COVID-19 in the Barossa Valley. Well, again, with that Barossa cluster, that was that was something that was exacerbated by the fact that we had international travellers who were, who were still here. Some of them might not have known, but there were others who did. I mean, there were two Americans who were placed under quarantine in the Barossa and skipped quarantine. You know, some of these cases have, have resulted from selfishness. Matt Abraham joins us. Yeah, this is one of these unbelievable life-or-death experiments that are going on where the, the choice is you try and save your economy by sacrificing lives or save lives and trash the economy. And the big question we've got now in Australia is how do we come out of this and when do we start coming out of this? Because if we have an infection level of 5%, you know, that, that's a fantastically low rate. The problem is that means 95% of the population haven't been exposed to coronavirus. Now, for the latest 5AA Breakfast, David Penberthy and Will Goodings. Eight minutes after eight, coming up this hour, the editor of the Sunday Mail, Jess Lear, will go behind closed doors with John Blake. We've got a fish tray to give away, thanks to Sam Tass Seafood. We'll do that before nine o'clock. David, over the news, just looking through the Telstra Storm Mount Barker text line, we're getting a stack of texts from people saying, you know, they've either got a neighbour who's about to go camping or they've got friends who, own a sh- who live at Wallaroo, for example, says Kane. A whole bunch of people have already travelled there. He's reporting that they've taken up their holiday homes and shacks. Tell you what, and look, there's perhaps no reasoning with people who don't feel like being complicit in potentially people dying is enough reason to, to listen to the state government and, and do the right thing and not go on holidays. But I'll tell you, if you are planning on going anywhere this weekend, do your hair or your makeup or whatever you do to look nice. Because I guarantee you from this point on, every major road out of this town will have a TV camera on it. And you can yeah. be tonight's stock footage of selfish moron A, B, or whomever. Um, yes. So maybe you don't care about your, your fellow human being, but if you do care about appearing on Channel 10 News tonight, I guarantee you everyone will be there. All the cameras will be there, and they're looking for probably you. So if you're there and you've got the you know the stuff on the roof racks and you've got the the boogie boards on top and the fishing rods and the stuff in the back. Make sure you're looking nice, because everyone will be looking at you tut-tutting tonight, <laughs> including the Premier of South Australia, who's our guest. Uh, Premier Stephen Marshall, good morning to you. Good morning, Will. Good morning, David. And you're at 100% right. This is not a time to be going away to regional South Australia. As much as we love our region, as much as they rely on tourism dollars, especially over Easter and the school holidays, this is just one time when they don't want you to come. Stay away. Um, mm. We're in the middle of a global pandemic. I see uh, overnight we're up to 80 thousand people plus who have lost their lives globally just in the last couple of weeks. If that's not sobering enough, think about the three South Australians who have lost their lives uh, in the last three days. It is a shocking, filthy disease, and we all need to be working together to make sure that we get through it. As you just said, Premier, we did lose another South Australian overnight, um, taking the number to, to three. Overall, though, the number of new cases, um, five new cases, 
um, following two days where we had just two new cases. Flattening the curve is the buzzword. How are we going as a state in terms of flattening it? Well, David, we're doing well in terms of flattening the curve, but as I said, this is a very nasty disease and you just don't want it to get away from you. And we are concerned about uh, Easter and the school holidays and we're also just concerned with complacency. Now, South Australia's done this well. In fact, Australia has done it really well uh, by, observe, by observing these restrictions, but we can't take the foot off the brake anytime soon. It's just such a terrible uh, disease and it can get away from us very, very quickly. And we don't want to hit the peak anywhere, anywhere, anytime soon. We want to put all of our resources uh, in place in terms of our hospital beds, our ICU beds, the ventilators, uh, all of the things that we need, uh, as well as, of course, the PPE uh, have got to be here well before we hit that peak. Premier, I'm, I'm sure you're probably not of a mind to start taking pot shots at fellow state governments, but when you look at the figures... Of the, the 400 cases here in South Australia, 86 of them stem from the Ruby Princess cruise ship. That has been an unmitigated disaster, hasn't it? It's a shocker. It's an absolute shocker, and we've disproportionately uh, paid for that here in our state. So, look, you know, we are where we are. We can only manage going forward, but that was an absolute disaster for our nation, and we disproportionately paid for it in South Australia. In fact, more than 120 uh, of the infections in South Australia have come off the cruise ships. 120 mm. out of 420, so it's massive. The good news mm. yesterday, though, David, uh, was that more than 120 now have recovered. So the, the current number of people uh, with infections in South Australia is now below 300. And the good news is, because of those restrictions we put in in closing our borders more than two weeks ago, we've really turned that tap off. Uh, and we're now having more people recovering and getting infected. Uh, but we can't be complacent. We're getting modelling at the National Cabinet within the next two weeks that are really going to, if you like, provide us with detail of when the peak is going to hit, where it's going to uh, hit, um, what the way we're going to be able to get out of this virus is going to be because it's, uh, it's a very, very, very difficult problem that we have in, 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 the, in the whole world. But I tell you what, I'd much rather have the problems that we've got uh, here in Australia than what they're experiencing in the Northern Hemisphere at the moment. Yeah. It is just carnage up there. Absolutely. Uh, we're getting some really um, curious and, and interesting proposals, industry-specific industry proposals about coming out of coronavirus. So one of those has come from, from the AFL, who have, have openly speculated about this prospect of playing games in hubs outside of the eastern states. If someone from the AFL came to you and said, we want Adelaide and South Australia to be a hub where games are played, what would you say to them? Oh, look, you know, I've tried to not make political decisions at any time during this, uh, this coronavirus uh, disaster. I've been listening to the experts. I'd be sitting down with Nicholas Spurrier and I'd be sitting down with the police commissioner. I'd be weighing up the risks. But I'd need to see us much, much, much further down the track than where we are at the moment. You know, you just can't string together a week and say, look, we've got this lick. That is that is just mm. complacency. And if you, if you look at some of the stats uh, coming out of countries like Japan, which a few weeks ago everybody was saying, no problem, Japan's got it licked. And then you see overnight a massive spike uh, in Japan and other countries as well. So we just... You know, we, as the Prime Minister said the other day, there's more that we don't know about this disease than what we do know about this disease. And the further we get behind the front, the more we learn, uh, the more we learn about different treat, treatment methodologies and antiviral uh, treatments, the, more, the closer we get to a vaccine, but most importantly, the more prepared we are in our hospitals. So we're massively ramping up our ICU capability, our nursing capability, our ventilator 
uh, capability um, so that when we do hit that peak, we don't have these unnecessary deaths that we're seeing in the Northern Hemisphere just because somebody can't get onto a ventilator. I mean, it's bad enough if you get mm. the full um, treatment of our high-level specialists at, in ICU at the Royal Adelaide Hospital. It's still a nasty disease. But imagine that if there were more people trying to get in there than we had capacity for. That would be a disaster. And we will avoid that disaster in South Australia, but we'll only do it by recognising that there's still a long way to go with this disease. Premier, there was an article in the Australian newspaper yesterday that said this, the National Cabinet is toying with the idea of using South Australia and Western Australia as, quote, guinea pigs to gradually ease the rules, starting with relaxing social distancing, including allowing cafes, restaurants, pubs and gyms to reopen, but with restrictions. Is that a plan that you have been made aware of? And what is your assessment of it? No, look, I've got no interest whatsoever in lifting the restrictions at this point in time. As I said, we've got to get a lot further down the track. We've got to make sure that we get all of our resources in place. So I'm not, I'm not talking at all about lifting these restrictions. What I'm asking South Australians to do is to observe uh, these restrictions because I know that if they do that, then we'll continue to flatten that curve and we're going to save lives. Hey, Premier, just finally, one of the weird things about COVID-19 is that we are seeing... Uh, an unprecedented thing, which is um, a, a, a modest outpouring of public sympathy for politicians. There's been a lot of um, <laughs> positive uh, wishes sent in the direction of Boris Johnson. Can I just ask you, and um, over the last couple of weeks, you and I have had a, a couple of conversations at half past five in the morning. We've also exchanged text messages at 11, 11.30 p.m. at night. How are you juggling the workload right now? Just getting on with it. Just absolutely getting on with it. This is a, this is a time where, I mean, we were in Parliament last night till uh, midnight. I was back up again this morning at four o'clock. There's just so much work to be done. I'm hoping that over Easter, I'm going to be able to catch up with the boxes and boxes of work that I've had to sort of put on the back burner over the last four weeks. But there's just a, a huge amount of work to do. You're right. Um, usually with politicians, it's 99.9% of people on Twitter, Facebook, onto your own personal text message telling you what you've got wrong. Uh, here it's now probably closer to 50-50. I'm still getting a lot of people that tell me I get it wrong. I usually try to hook up those people that think I'm being too restrictive with those people that think I'm not being restrictive enough. I just get them to sort of fight it out. Um, <laughs> sort of like, it's like a batting dating uh, Sort of uh, program, but look, I think we've got the balance right in South Australia. I really do. We've been extraordinarily well led by Nicola Spuria and her team of public health officials and Grant Stevens. Uh, we've just extended his contract. He's done a great job through the bushfires and through yep. uh, this. He's a really, really steady hand uh, on the helm during a, a major emergency declaration. Uh, we're very pleased to have him. We're doing this well. But I just don't want people to be complacent. So have a great Easter, but have it uh, with your family at home. Don't go away. Uh, look after yourself, and we'll all get through this together. The Premier of South Australia, Stephen Marshall, our guest. Thanks for joining us, Premier. Um, after the break, Elspeth Hussey from Channel 7 will give us some more information about the tragic COVID-19 death, the latest and third in South Australia that we learn about this morning. That's coming up. 
I like a bed that's really firm. I need something a little softer than that. Rest easy. With the Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed, you can both adjust your comfort with your Sleep Number setting. Can it really help me fall asleep faster? Yes, by gently warming your feet. Okay, but can it help keep us asleep? It senses your movements and automatically adjusts to keep you effortlessly comfortable. Sleep Number, proven quality sleep is life-changing sleep. It's our biggest sale of the year where all beds are on sale. Save 50% on the Sleep Number 360 Limited Edition Smart Bed. Only for a limited time. To learn more, go to sleepnumber.com.